Hello, my name is Annika, and this is Jacob. And welcome to Lovely Lucid Life Podcast. Test. Test, test, test. Get it closer. Test. You smell so bad. I, I know. Can't even. Hi, I'm Nikki. And I'm Jamie. And this is the Lovely Lucid Life Podcast. Uh, I accidentally dumped some cologne on myself <laughs> today so while I was gross. trying to get a pen out of my glove. I've had some cologne sitting in my glove box probably for 13 years now from when I started my job 13 years ago. Yeah. You smell so gross. I do, yeah. <laughs> so gross. And I refuse to change because I don't want to dirty another shirt. <laughs> so tonight, Nikki, the worst part is worst part is like we have one microphone and we both have to get within about six inches of it. So she just can't come here. Come here. <laughs> um, yeah. So tonight we are going to talk about uh, preemptive problem solving and really talk about how, you know, maybe it's not exactly the healthiest thing sometimes, maybe. And specifically probably recount maybe a couple of occasions where, you know, We've gotten to the point where there's just too much, too much going on, too much to think about, too much to have to deal with. So, uh, what? When did this? Like, can you think of a time, Nikki, when when this might have occurred? And- well, I will just start by saying I am a planner. Yeah, I'm a big time planner of things. Um, you get that from me, right? No, no. <laughs> so I just. I, I like to plan things. It's just natural for me. Um, and sometimes I think, though, that desire to be able to plan and know what's going on, can that preemptive problem solving can be a problem. Mm-hmm. Especially for, when you're in... I say, what's another word for that? What? Preemptive problem solving. Control. Yeah, control. <laughs> um, it's not just me. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think when you're in a situation when there are a lot of variables that you can't control and you can't really plan for, also maybe just not helpful. And I I would say this last year and, you know, going back, great example of something that you can't really prepare for. And there are, I think, a number of things that happened along the way that probably, you know, it's kind of exemplified the fact that you can't know what's going to happen. You can't prepare for everything. Right. Do you have any examples? I think so. Last summer, when um, we were trying to figure out what was going to happen with Annika's school, yeah, Annika's schooling, that was a pretty stressful time because the school board was still trying to make the decision about what they were going to do. They didn't know if they were going to have kids back, if they were going to have them remote. They didn't know anything what it was going to look like. And then when they did make a decision that they were going to um, either have a hybrid or a remote option, they still couldn't really know, tell you like specifically what the remote option would look like mm-hmm. just because it was, you know, nothing they'd ever had to do before. Yeah. So, and at that point, we knew that we didn't want Annika going back to school. Right. But we knew we wanted a remote option every, or a home school. Everything the year before. So when... It was probably March of the year before, right? When they started March going. March 13th. March 13th. Wow. <laughs> um, 
that was when they started going full remote and no one was prepared for no, it. Right. And no, it, this is completely unexpected. And yeah. And everything like that school did great. They were trying to, for. yeah, they were trying to pull stuff <laughs> together and, and make it work. But and then, I mean, I mean, and there was still always a feeling like this is just going to be, we were told the whole world was still, or the United States, it's just going to be a couple weeks. Like just, yeah, it was locked down for a couple weeks and yeah. we're good. So like, you know, there was not a thought that you would need to plan out until the end of the school year for this sort of stuff. And then we got to the end of the school year yeah. and summer was unknown and the next year was unknown. And yeah. And so that was really stressful. I would say by August, I was like, you know, so stressed out just because trying to make a decision about what we were going to do. Um, and then, you know, starting to consider homeschool, which is something we had never considered before. I'd never considered homeschooling before. So that was a whole nother world that I needed to learn about if that was an option we were going to go. Um, and you poured yourself into that. Yeah. Just researching programs and, you know, looking online to figure out like what the standards are, like what she needed to learn by the end of first grade, like trying to figure all that stuff out. Yeah. In some cases, almost quizzing former teachers and other teachers trying to figure out like exactly what, what, uh, how to approach it. I tried to get as much as information as possible, um, to try to figure out what we were going to do. It was just so stressful. And I think I worried and worried and worried and planned and tried to plan. And then when we decided that we were going to do the remote, um, you actually said, okay, well, why don't we just give the remote a try? Mm -hmm. And, um, I think you were like, we'll try it for a certain period of time. And if it doesn't work, we'll switch mm-hmm. over to homeschool. I had bought the curriculum. Like I had a plan in place for if we needed to switch over, you're like, let's just try it to November. We'll see how it goes. And I think something for me, I had this thought in my head, like this mantra that I repeated after that, which the gist of it was, Stop trying to solve a problem until there is one. Um, And for me, when I had that thought, like that's one of the biggest light bulb moments I think I've ever had in my whole entire life. Mm -hmm. Just stop. Stop trying to solve a problem until there is one. And so we just took it day by day at that point. We had a plan. We had a plan. Yeah. And at any point, we could have said, especially the way that schooling goes around here, we could have said, you're a homeschool student now. Yeah. Right? you know, everyone would have understood or, you know, um, and so for me, I was really freeing to have, but have that thought in my head, just stop trying to solve problems until there is one, you know? Yeah. And you were able to kind of just let go. Right. Yeah. Cause up until that point, we didn't know what the homeschool experience was going to be like. We had no idea because we hadn't experienced yet. Or the remote learning. Re- sorry. Yes. Remote learning. Yeah. Uh, and, and it turned out they did great. Yeah. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. Are still going. It's still going. Yeah. <laughs> it's not done yet. We're yep. only in March. <laughs> yeah. And they're talking about switching things up a little bit now, but you know, we're going to probably stay the course, yeah, right? Yeah. We're really happy with what has been put together and, um, it's been a great year. It's worked out really well. Yeah. Have there been any other instances in your life where you've kind of applied this approach and had it work out? Well, this is, so this is a new kind of a new idea for me. I yeah. mean, in the past I would, I've spent so much time with these preemptive problem solving situations. Like, you know, in the past going to work, if I had to send an email like, or whatever, like I was worried about something that was going to happen. I'd like 
in bed at night and like draft email in my head how I was going to do this or the conversation I was going to have to have that was going to be awkward that I was worried about having, like I would think about it in advance or, you know, in the past there have been many situations like that. So this whole idea is kind of new for me and it's something I'm still, you know, working on (laughs) as we start to think about like what next year is going to look like. I immediately feel that anxiety rise inside me and I want to start, you know, what, how are we going to do this? What are we going to do? Blah, blah, blah. But there's no problem yet. I have to remind myself like right now it's the middle of March. We're working on finishing up this school year. There's no problem right now. Right. The the, inside of me, I want to be like, okay, what's going to September look like? What are we going to do? But I don't need to worry about September right now. Like, so I guess this is very much something that I still am working on, right? I haven't perfected this, but it's just a thought that I keep in my head. And I try to remember when I feel that like, ah, feeling, which happens so much now that I have children, like, <laughs> you know, I guess that it's just a whole other level. No one prepares you for that when you have kids. Like, well, no one can. Like, it's just the idea of like, you know, that like cliched quote, like you have a kid in your heart is walking around outside of you. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> it's a hundred percent. And I know it's just going to get worse as they get bigger and it's going to get harder as they get, they get older. Right. And yep. I feel so bad for all of our parents thinking about like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but, um, so it's probably a good skill that I learn now because it's just going to get harder when they're not living in our house. <laughs> And they're walking around making their own decisions. Oh yeah, I can't imagine that time. That's gonna be that's gonna be crazy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. So I think that's just something I'm currently still working on. Mm-hmm. Do you struggle with this at all? Oh or yeah, is this- all the time. But you know what I do? Like when something's going on in my in my life in my head, um, and I'm trying to figure out what to do, or I'm losing sleep, or I'm thinking about it. I usually just tell you. And then you get, it's funny because you get mad at the things that I'm <laughs> mad at or you start to just, you react and you react in kind of, uh, I actually, and I know this probably, this might not be an option for, for everyone. I tell you these things and then you experience the emotions, but not in a way that's uh, empathetic, probably a way that's sympathetic. And you're very vocal about it and it makes me feel better. And I have no idea why. What do you mean? I'll tell you about something's going on at work and you'll say, oh, I'm, I'm so mad at that. Person. All right. I feel better now. Thanks, Nikki. So I feel empathy for you. I think you, I don't know. I never, I always mix up the words. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I hope you're not feeling the, when I tell you something, I hope you're not feeling the feelings that I'm feeling, <laughs> but at the same time, yes, I appreciate you. My own, my personal, yeah. my personal trauma sponge. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, well, just talking about it makes you feel absolutely. better. Probably. Yeah, that's one, one thing that it's I've not learned. probably necessarily not my reaction that makes you feel better. Actually, your reaction usually makes me <laughs> laugh because you do get sometimes you're like, like angry at the things that I should probably be angry at, but I'm just worried about you know how to deal with people and how to deal with reactions and things like that. Yeah. So, just yeah. talking about it can help. Yeah. Yeah. I, I honestly, I wish I could do that for you, but I know I can't. I'm useless. You're a horrible listener, <laughs> except for when we're doing a podcast. I know, this is perfect. <laughs> Oh, I think, you know, there is this, this Baz Luhrmann song from 
way back in the day now. Makes yeah. me feel really old. Yeah, you are. <laughs> like 19, <laughs> I think it was from like 1999. Um, the sunscreen song. Do you remember this at all? Oh, yeah. 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 And so one of the lines in the song is something about like, you know, don't worry or worry, but know that worrying is about as effective as trying to solve an algebra equation by chewing bubble gum. Um, the real problems in your life are the ones that are going to be more likely to blindside you on some idle Tuesday. And it's just, I mean, it's so accurate. Like if you think about it. Yeah. It's not comforting. No, it's not. <laughs> but like, it, well, you could look at it like that, or you could look at it like it is kind of comforting, right? Like all these things that we're trying to like. Yeah. The things you know about. Yeah, that's how <laughs> we should worry. That, that, that <laughs> you know, it's, it's, those little things that happen every day, those really aren't the problems. So yep. don't worry about it. Let it go and yep. solve your problems when they come before they actually happen. Because they might not even happen. Yep, that's true. Everything might be fine. So I think I'm going to go take a shower now. <laughs> good, you stink. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You want to say anything else? No, I think yeah. I'm good. So stop trying to solve a problem until there is one. And I think like this is going to be really important right now for mm -hmm. everyone because the world is going to shift again and we're going to have to figure out like what our new lives are going to look like once we start coming out of this COVID bubble. I'm not doing gradually. it. Gradually. Nope. I'm not doing it. <laughs> and it's going to be stressful as the change happens. So just stop trying to solve the problem until there is one. All right. All right. Yeah. This has been the Lovely Lucid Life Podcast. Thanks for joining us.